We're live. Hey. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. And we're all back. Yay. Everyone's here. Everybody's here. I'm in a new yeah. house. I did oh, yeah. it. Share with the podcast uh, the perks of the new house. It's got a big room. This is a basement. <laughs> this is all super basement. It's real big. But it's all obviously very much not unpacked yet. As you can see by all the boxes just kind of scattered around everywhere. Still got a ways to go. Yeah, that takes a while, though. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, what have you unpacked? Uh, the rest of the house, basically. Um, mine was last because I left for a while. But uh, I've got all of NES out and all of Super Nintendo out. And that's pretty at, much it. At any point, did you think to yourself, I could just leave these in the boxes? No. I could just, that could be their space. No. They'll, For what his boxes. job is, he literally can't. I literally cannot do that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, it's 50 boxes worth of games. There's no easy way to store that. Without, like, just getting, like, a trailer or something to put them in. Or the garage. Have you ever just considered being like a Call of Duty streamer and then you can box up literally every other game that's not Call of Duty? <laughs> God, that'd be so much easier. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about where you've been. You've been gone for a while. Mm -hmm. let's, let's run through all the things. I'm, I'm, I want to hear about them. Let's just start from the beginning. I guess the first thing was the Borderlands 3. Oh, God, it has been that long. Shit. In L.A.? It's been almost a month, yeah. It's been, I think, yeah, I think you've been gone for four <clears throat> episodes. My God. All right, well, let's let's get caught up then. Uh, Yeah, no, they, I got flown out to L.A. for Borderlands 3, uh, the big reveal, gameplay reveal uh, stream they did an event. And then they let me stream it for, I think it was, was an hour, two hours, I forget. Yeah, I watched like, I don't know, two minutes of that uh, just because that was weird. It was just like noisy. You're obviously on a show floor. Yeah, it was uh, talking it, to the rap off mic. It was weird. It was really weird. So they had um, I'm trying to think how many computer banks they had in there, like 200 computer banks, maybe more, probably somewhere 200, 400, I think is the number I heard. Uh, and they were set up just for streamers. So they invited people there. We were on the third event, which was the actual live stream they did. But the other two were like pre-embargo, like behind closed doors events. And then the last one was also just streamed out. You uh, came in, you sat down in the audience, and then they showed. They did the live stream where they showed off gameplay, showed off all the new things they've done. And then they were like, yeah, now you guys can go just ha get hands-on and either record it or you can stream it out to your audiences if you're on Twitch or Mixer. So uh, they had me stream it out and they had me test this new Twitch extension which lets people who link their Shift accounts to... Uh, a Shift account? <clears throat> that's what uh, 2K uses for like certain things. Like they, Borderlands 2 used it. It was <laughs> the one that Randy Pitchford would give a code out like every week to like yeah. download stuff. Oh, okay. That Shipped one keys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that like they're like, is that like you 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 play? Is that like their launcher or something? No, it's not even a launcher. You don't even need it to play the game. 
Okay. All right. So it's just like you're, you just make like a shift account. Like it's like a, I have my Epic account. Is it like that? Yeah, kind of. All right. So like uh, the way it works is that if you linked it to that extension, as I was finding rare guns in the game, you could like look at my layout and try to mark them aside to grab later. Or I think you could straight up like order the guns if you had in-game currency or something like that. But the big thing was uh, whenever I found a rare loot chest crate, random members of the audiences uh, won one of those guns for their file. Which Weird. was honestly kind of neat. Yeah. So okay. a bunch of people, that, they're going to boot up the game and they're going to have like rare guns ready to go for them. Like, it's right. a cool idea. Until they find like another gun that is obviously way more powerful. I mean, that that is seconds. the nature of the beast. So, <clears throat> yeah. But no, uh, it honestly played like. Uh, it honestly just played like a better Borderlands 2, which I think is really what they should have done at this point. Did you get any <clears throat> sense of. And I don't know if they talked about this, but w- when they first announced Borderlands 3. Mm. Um, it, the, the big question was like, it, a lot has happened from for the loot shooter genre since then yeah you know they're like always online now public events you know constantly changing kind of stuff did you get any did they talk about that at all or did you get any sense of like I, if, if any of that is going to be in the game or is it just going to be <coughs> borderlands 2 again honestly yeah that was my concern was like what are they going to do since it's been so long since between two and three and i kind of didn't get a vibe that any of that stuff is going to be in it 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 does feel like weird. it does really feel like a just a better borderlands 2 i wonder if it's going to feel outdated i don't know like if it's going to if it's going to feel hmm. like it's like missing something i mean we still have time they could just be hiding certain things like we haven't even seen half the characters be playable yet so right but uh i don't know man uh it did seem like, like I don't know how else to describe it other than like tightened Borderlands too. So like I wouldn't be surprised if they just were like, no, we're not going to add any of that stuff in. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious. I feel like that that gives the game so much more legs <coughs> and like a lifespan. Mm. Otherwise, you know, I'll just play through it. And I'm done. Then then they lose out on any like money I could be putting into it. Who knows? Uh, did you get to meet Randy Pitchford himself? No, he was on stage and I was like in the second row, but no. Damn, I was going to ask how many cards did he ask you to draw? <laughs> no magic card <laughs> trick this time. How Damn. many USB sticks oh, no. did you have on him? <laughs> Only one, apparently. He can't afford no, one for yeah. his porn to keep it separate. It was a magic trick. Excuse you. It was magic. <laughs> uh what a weird um, yeah jesus <laughs> uh okay we let's um let's just do all like the the show stuff out of the way before we continue this is the top down perspective for may 30th i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck i'm john wheeler and um i guess let's just keep going down with what's what's been going on with john all right so yeah after that i uh, flew out to myrtle beach for the runaway guys coliseum 2 this was our, I guess, now annual charity event we do for direct relief. 
and uh, we kind of I, I came in a day late because of the Borderlands event, but I was still there okay. for the start of it. Uh, we did four days of 12 hour streams uh, raising money for direct relief. We shot like a bunch of crazy bumpers and stuff like that. We had about 18 people there, I think, including some new musicians we had come in. It was a lot of fun. It was really good. And we raised uh, after the bonus stream, I think it was one hundred eighty one thousand dollars. So. Wow. <coughs> nice. That's awesome. <clears throat> no, it was it was a lot of fun. And I uh, can't wait for them to ask us to do it again. And it already seems like they're already asking. So <laughs> it's just a discussion. Wait, not, who's asking for you to do it? Uh, direct relief and the Zelda that the Zelda crew, the people who've helped us organize the previous two. Oh, I thought this was just like runaway guys organize this thing. No, uh, we got approached by Zeldathon to do the side event. And then uh, we did the first one like that. And then like we just kind of wait for like uh, Zeldathon kind of handles the like, all right, here's where we're going to do it. And, like once we narrow down where everyone else can easily access, here's like a good location. Here's a good time. And then we just kind of all meet up. Isn't it at someone's house? No, uh, it's been at two air two Airbnbs so far. Oh, I thought they were at like I thought it, I honestly thought it was one of the runaway guys' house. No. They just you guys went there. The the bonus stream they yeah. did at a meals, but everything else was at like an Airbnb both times. Okay. Right on. Yeah. And, and they like book the guests or the or the musicians, I guess. No, we we add the guests. Like we have total control of the guests, we have total control over the events like that happened during it. It's just they kind of handle the logistics more than anything. Okay. <coughs> Okay. Right on. Well, that's yep. cool. So that you, man. so that was fun, and then got back the seventh, and then had to put everything in a moving truck on the ninth. So right. got back, got everything packed up, cleaned everything out. We gave the keys over to the new owners uh, on the tenth. We had the keys for this one, I think, right before I left for Coliseum, and uh, we started unpacking things, and then things went very bad here. We had the ceilings painted right before we moved in, and we had them use a a paint called Kills, which is meant to get rid of like uh, smoke orders because the people who lived here prior oh, right. were okay. smokers. Right. Uh, they thought they were going to use a latex based one, which dries pretty Turns fast. Turns out it kills humans. Yeah, oh, actually, no. uh, pretty much. Actually, it's not entirely wrong. Uh, we asked them to use like a latex based one so it wouldn't like gas us out basically, but they didn't. They didn't have it. So they used the oil based paint and then covered it with a latex paint after. So it kind of got trapped inside and it basically gassed us out for a week. So uh, oh, okay. Reese was in the room when they were painting it, or I guess the, the living room rather. And as a result, she kind of had like major uh, issues with the fumes and she started having like, uh oh. Started having like uh, hallucinations and like panic attacks and just like overall these major health issues with it. Okay. So she had to stay in a hotel a bunch of nights and I was and me and the cat were both perfectly fine. So we just stayed here and like started trying to unpack other things. Meanwhile, but uh, then on the 16th, I had to leave again for a TRG recording trip. So. I've had to leave Reese with all these renovations to get done and all this other stuff. Uh, I had to leave for a TRG trip, so I ended up in Atlanta for a week and a half, recorded some stuff for TRG, and then we went to Momocon to guest there. And, right, okay. Yeah, so we had a couple panels there. We had to do the Q&A. We did our throne controls as usual. We did a meet and greet. 
Uh, they had some crazy guests there this year at Momocon. They had Charles Martinet. They had a bunch of other voice actors from like uh, Cartoon Network shows and stuff like that. They had Patrick Warburton. Oh, weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. They had. I'm trying to think. Like, what is he, now that series of unfortunate events ended? I wonder if he's like busy. Maybe he's just like not. I know. I know he's, I know he's in a bunch of commercials too. Like he does. Mm-hmm. Like was it rental car commercials right now or something like that too? Mm. I don't know. He was cool. He was just a guest at the con. <laughs> Ruben Langdon, Dante's voice actor and mocap actor, was there. Okay. So they just had, they had like a bunch of like crazy guests this year. It was actually pretty cool. Wait, like if I get the Devil May Cry Five special edition, will I see him? No, because that you'll see the Japanese uh, devs doing the acting out for the cutscenes. So oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, it was a uh, it was a good time. Honestly, probably one of the better Momocons I've been to. So it was fun. Cool. Also, nice. for some reason, Bakugan was there. Like, remember that old game Bakugan? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm trying to. Bakugan? I'm trying to play. It's like it. it's like a card game, but you had like these little toy capsules that you put down, and they turn into robots. Oh yeah. Okay. What yeah. do you mean they were there? Apparently, Bakugan's making a revival, and they had like a like the toy company Bakugan, like the like, toy line like or whatever the, was yeah, there. Yeah, the toy line was there. They had like a giant arena for people to go and play Bakugan in. With huh. like giant toys, or like just... no, like with like actual sets. They had like twelve like stations to play Bakugan. They had a steel cage you could play against the producer <laughs> in. Like it was Very weird, nice. and it, like the booth they had was huge. It was like the size of like f- four or six standard booths. It was weird. Is there like a new show or something? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they had a I'm new show. I'm on Bakugan.com, and the news and events are Bakugans <coughs> at Momocon 2019, and the next one is full episode three is now up on the YouTube channel. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know either. That's weird. Did you play some Bakugan? No, I I, <laughs> I chose not to because I was too confused why it was there to approach it. Yeah. Bakugan Battle Brawlers. Hell yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, the new series premiered on December twenty third, twenty eighteen. Oh wow, so it's real recent. Hmm. It's like five, and six months. Teletoon in Canada <laughs> premiered it on December 31st, so New Year's Eve event. Ooh, fancy. We'll get, gather everyone around for some Bakugan. Apparently, I, I had a bunch of people pro- tell me on Twitter, like, yeah, they uh, they changed the way the game works now, so apparently it's much more interesting. So that's also why it's having a successful revival. It's more okay. strategic, apparently. So Cool. I don't remember anything about this show. I don't either. I remember those capsules. That's it. The little spheres that they go across. Is there across, a card like, game? I seem to recall having cards or, or... No, I think I'm thinking of Duel Masters. Do you remember that? Oh my god, yes. That was a card one, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I have Duel Masters, or I had Duel Masters cards. Oh yeah, I definitely did. So maybe I don't really know what Bakugan is, because this is what I was thinking of. I remember when we worked together, we had one at the store. And there was like just like a, ba- the, a Bakugan? A Bakugan. Like it had, it had <laughs> been traded in or something. It was like this little like round sphere. But then if you put it over anything metal, it turned into like a little tiny stand-up robot. And I don't know if it was you or Nathan was real, like kept playing with it all the time. 
it must have been Nathan because I don't remember this. Although I wouldn't have been surprised if there was just a Bakugan in like behind the counter because there was just a ton of shit. Yeah. Everywhere from like promos and stuff. <clears throat> anyway, all right, Bakugan. Yeah. So then I got back from Momocon and now I'm unpacking. So that's where my life's been. Nice. When's your next trip? Uh, in three weeks. Is to, what is that? It's not PAX. Too many games in Pennsylvania. Okay. Have you gone to this before? I've never nope. heard of this. First time. Okay. I'm excited cool. for this. Apparently, like, if you like buying games or like if you're a game collector, it's extremely good to go to. And apparently, the con itself is super chill. Okay. So, like, James Rolfe goes a bunch. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other known guests. Vine Sauce goes. Like, a bunch of like well known YouTubers go. So, it'll be nice and relaxing. I don't know anyone you just said. You don't know Angry Will Video Game Nerd? There? You don't know the Angry Video Game Nerd? Uh, I've heard of that. Is it, did you say that guy's name? James Rolfe, yes. I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> Will Ninja be there? <laughs> He'll be there exactly. flossing. He'll be flossing through the entire thing. <laughs> hey, man, he's probably getting paid, so... It's true. That man's got money. paid. All right. Uh, cool. Well, we'll we'll take a break from you and we'll come back. Paul, why don't you talk to us about what you've been playing? Oh, I was going to ask you about how was your uh, Colorado trip or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Um, I went to Denver over the weekend. It was a long weekend down here. Mm-hmm. And it is so dry in Denver. <laughs> I was dying. I believe that. My nose was horrible. Um. That, yeah, that that was a nightmare. But um, outside of uh, like nasal issues and the sore throat that I currently have somehow. Yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, Denver was great. A lot of fun. We went on some cool hikes, checked out a lot of cool, like huge rock formations and whatnot. Um, we ha- we want we needed to rent a car because we were doing a couple day trips out of Denver and the cheapest slash best reviewed vehicle at the airport was this giant pickup truck (laughs) um this giant four-door pickup truck like just absolute monster of a vehicle we had to end up renting um so that that was part of the adventure uh it worked out fine though um yeah we checked out like the red rock amphitheater which is this big outdoor concert venue surrounded by these like massive uh, like rocks and stones and like kind of like a, in a national park. It seems like it'd be a really cool uh, music venue. Mm-hmm. We didn't go see anyone there. Uh, when I looked it up, I think it was just like country people. And I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, Denver reminded me a lot of Calgary. I've heard this actually from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of the, from like the, everything's kind of flat yeah. and then like big downtown. Um, Obviously, it's a lot more spread out than I get in the Bay Area. You know, Calgary's obviously spread out because they have the space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dry as hell and messes with my nose. Uh, what, how else is it like Calgary? <laughs> oh, there's they're way into country and country music. Oh, and, God. Like, classic <clears throat> rock. Yeah. There was this, we, we just stumbled upon this, like, downtown music and rock festival. And, and everyone, like, there was people in cowboy hats. Yeah, there was country bars and I was like, man, this is so Calgary and I, I kind of hate it. Yeah. 
These are all the things I don't like about Calgary. Yeah, you and me um, both. And then just the fact of like it's right beside the Rockies. You can see the mountains <laughs> kind of in the background at all times. That reminded me of Calgary. So it's it's very Calgary. Yeah. Um. um but you know, it it was nice. We had lots of great food. We went to a pl- a place called. I think it was called gourmet hot dogs or something like that. Okay. Uh, and had like an elk hot dog and like a Louisiana fire hot dog and all these crazy hot dogs. Cool. Uh, we drove down to Colorado Springs, did more hikes around there. I actually went to a, an, a used video game store, an old local little tiny, tiny used video game store. And they had Japanese Famicom. Oh, cartridges. nice. Nice. Um, I didn't pick any up cause I was like, I have, I have literally no way of playing these. Yeah. Um, also when I walked in, I was starting to look around. I heard him talking to <clears throat> like a little kid. Uh, the kid was asking like, Hey, you can trade in games. Cause I have like, I've got like some racing games on the N64. I don't play anymore. And he's like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, we go on, um, Oh crap. What, what was the website? Price charting. Price charting. As soon as he said price charting, I was like, okay, I'm not going to find any like nuggets here for like nope. a sweet deal or anything. Like this guy obviously knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was surprised to find, uh, like a, a used video game store in a small town. So that was, that was kind of fun. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great weekend and I, I had a lot of fun. Um, so until the next trip. Yeah. Which my next trip is in, um, September. Ooh, where are you going? Oh, where I'll be going to Germany. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so how has your weekend been, Paul? Did you do anything? Nothing special. I played a okay. game or two. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, I finished up A Plague Tale, Innocence. And uh, right. boy, does that game stick the landing. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I want to play this game so much, um, but you keep using your Steam game library to create Terraria. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You, you, I come home, you're playing Terraria. I go to bed, you're still playing Terraria. I know what day you're talking about because I left it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! I remember you coming back. Dirty to, like that. I remember coming back to my computer. I'm like, oh shit! I think I left this up all night. <laughs> Oops. And it's like, and for whatever reason, I can I can see what you're playing from the Xbox. So I'll be like, you know, I'm playing Devil May Cry or something. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Paul's off. Nope, still playing Terraria. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I remember, I think the last time I talked about this game, I said something about how I thought it would be more of like a weird, like almost horrific time period piece game of like France during like the beginning of the no, hundred no year war with or whatever. And like the bubonic plague and all that. And it is very much a video game. It is not a at all a realistic at all representation or even just like an exaggerated representation it is a fucked up weird dumb video game and it's so good that ending is so stupid holy shit uh okay all right it begs to be seen i still want to play it quite a bit you should yeah for sure Uh, i guess like the complaint i had about it before sticks true all the way to the end it has a lot of parts where i just feel it's kind of drawn out a little bit more than i would like it to be a lot of like stealthing by people and just like trying to progress the story but the story makes up for it it's so stupid um i guess more importantly i started subnautica finally for the first time and subnautica is everything that terrifies me 
in a video game. It's underwater, like deep underwater and giant things in the distance that I can hear. Clowns. It's not clowns. I'm not scared of clowns. <laughs> it's uh, just being underwater. That whole like suffocating feeling of like you're running out of oxygen. So you have to surface or get back in your base and go back out. Have you ever gone scuba diving? No, that sounds like actual an actual nightmare. I've only done it in a in a pool, like a super deep pool. Okay, that seems and see I, I, that seems fine in a pool. I'm not like I do not want to go out into the ocean and like go in the water. That's n- nonsense to me. Well, I mean, in the pool you'll be in the water. Yeah, but it's, it's a not an pool. Empty pool. <laughs> but it's just it's really deep. It's like a like a forty foot deep pool. Sure. But there's an ending to it, <laughs> so I that I don't. So what? Do you, so is the ocean? What are you talking about? There's no ocean end to doesn't the ocean. end. What are you talking about? It doesn't just. It's not just like a tube <laughs> through the earth, like that total recall <laughs> reboot. No, man. The deep. I don't want to go deep into that ocean. Forty. Okay. Forty is nothing. Forty feet or whatever is nothing. Like I'm, that. That's deep, but that's human made deep, and I'm okay with that. There's something about just like your body falling forever in the abyss or something. I don't like it. I fucking hate that shit. Anyways, that's what this game is. Can you swim? <laughs> I can swim. It- yeah. Okay. I was wondering if it's maybe because you don't know how to swim or something. No, I do know how to swim. And that's what terrifies me is that I know that I would be able to fight for my life until the inevitable defeat. Wow. Gotta be careful. The bends. That's a, that's an I, issue I know have. all these things. I'm very well aware that could happen. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, Subnautica is beautiful, however, I will say. It's a very nice looking game. It gives me the crashing fear of my own mortality anytime I go below 100 feet in that game and everything becomes really dark with like glow in the dark things and like sounds in the distance and like shadows of stuff moving that are obviously very, very big and make me not want to go there. But knowing I have like to go scene there. scene in Finding Nemo. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in Finding Nemo even that are just like, like the, oh. Like the lantern fit. Yeah, no, really I'm very well down. aware. Yeah, I'm very well aware of the scene you're talking about. Uh, it's really cool, though. And there's a story to it, which I'm like slowly uncovering, which seems neat. Um, and apparent, I'm told there's like actually an ending to it. So it's not just... I was under the impression it was a survival game. That, like, you just see how long you can survive for, and then you're done, or whatever, and then you just live forever, sort of. And it's not that. Apparently there is an ending. There's, like, a path and progression you go through, and I'm excited to maybe see that out. The reason I'm playing this specifically is I wanted to see if I liked it enough to get that, like, Frozen Waters, or whatever the hell it's called, uh, expansion that they released, because it's on sale on Epic right now for, like, half price on their giant sale. So I was going to pick it up if I like Subnautica and I'm going to play a little bit more and then probably pick it up so I can try that out. I want to see how that game works on like ice (laughs) and ice world. I don't know what the hell that expansion adds, but I'm liking it so far. I think it's neat, but I have to play more of it. I'm only about three hours in. I've started building my little base and it's cute. It has uh, tubes and stuff and a scanner room now, so I can go scan things. It's cool. Uh, other than that, I've been playing just more Picross S3, trying to finish off those mega puzzles. That's right. 
Picross. <laughs> yep. It feels like I'm this always just, playing Picross. So it this because I honestly I had Emil call me out on this too when I was uh at his place. He's like, every time you're here, you're playing Picross. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, every six months they put out a Picross game, apparently. It just happens oh, it to be is way more frequent than every six months. It's like every two. No, it can't <laughs> be that much. Isn't there like which Picross? There's like three of the E ones, right? There's three of the S ones, which is the Switch. Sorry, I meant there's six of the E ones. Seven. Oh, no, there's eight. All right, you're I proving my point for me. <laughs> How many Picross E's are there? And there's only two of the 3D ones. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, shit. Pacross E9 came out in Japan, but it didn't come out over here. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. Now I'm not going to get closure. How many of these puzzles do you think they've recycled? But they're just so small. You would have <laughs> I no want closure idea. on my Pacross puzzles, Paul. Come on. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. What was your question? Uh, How many have they just reused? Yeah, what, what do you think the likelihood is that they've reused some? But, like, again, you only spend a few minutes on each one. You'd have no idea. Uh, Probably. I'd say it's decently high. Like, I think they've used a bunch from the DS Pacross game. Mm. Are you saying you can, like, recognize some? Some look familiar. I, I'm not 100% mm. certain, but I have played enough Pacross at this point to be like, okay, that's probably going to be, that probably is this one. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sure I've done like a thousand flowers in Picross from like different angles. So yeah, the subject matter is usually the same. That's true. I can't even think of a thousand different angles for a flower. Well, I've probably so. done them in Picross. I'll show you them later. Yep. In <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just wrapping up the mega Picross because those always take me longer than all the other ones. I did all the quote-unquote new ones obviously in s3 already the like color and uh and clip ones but i'm just working my way through finishing off the last like section of the mega picross so i'll be caught up at that point do either of you ever just like is there like an existential dread that one day there won't be any more picross and then what are you gonna do with your life kind of play other games you're just gonna wake up in a sweat like legitimately it's become point it's become like a meditation. But then your glasses are going to break and you're like, no, <laughs> there's time, there time now. now. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. It's um actually become more of a meditation thing for me. So like it's just part of my daily routine of being able to relax and just kind of zone out. You're going to finish that last across and then you're just going to be like, nope, don't need these anymore and just break your fingers. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. They self-destruct, mm-hmm. actually, is what happens. Yeah, so so please never stop putting out Pacross games. Yeah. Sudoku is also a good one from the chat. I do Sudoku every now and then, because those are fun. But, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Sudoku is like the like the normies version of a, of a Pacross. Mm. Not quite. Yes. It's very different. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> <For> different. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm talking about Sudoku with somebody and someone else comes up and be like, well, I, I prefer Pacross. I'm like, well, I know that you're a nerd. Mm. We can probably be friends. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, Please do. Play? Um, I've been playing Hades. I said I was going to do it on the show last week, and I did it. So Nice. Homework done. Uh, Hades rocks. It's very good. That game is is so much fun mm-hmm. um 
Uh, people don't who don't know what Hades is. This is the most recent game from Supergiant Games, um, the makers of absolute bangers. Um, otherwise that's, known as Bastion. Say, that's Pyre, my favorite game is Transistor. absolute bangers. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's my favorite porn series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just went for it, I guess. <laughs> kudos, kudos. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Hades is uh it's in early access. It's on the Epic Game Store. I know what you're thinking. Fuck that. Um <laughs> but uh Oh yeah. It's really it, really good. I think it has the best art uh out of uh yeah. the th- the other games. Uh probably cuz it has the most art so far. There is just so much in there. Yeah. Uh what's another thing Supergiant's great for? Uh voice acting. Yep. This has a ton of it. It does. It's great. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's so many different characters. They're all talking. Su- like, it's really good. Everything is voice acted, it seems like. <clears throat> uh, I keep finding, like, new items that are actually a different Greek god, and they have a full picture and a full, like, dialogue. I don't want to say tree, but, like, series of dialogue that, you know, the next time I find their item, they got something else to say. Yeah. And they'll even talk about other characters I've in- encountered. Like, it is deep. It's not just this guy is always going to say, you know, one of these four things. It's, oh, you talked to like, I, I don't know, name a Greek god. Uh, Hephaestus. Sure. Yo, I hear you talk to Hephaestus. That guy sucks, but here's a <laughs> new ability. Something like that. You know, like they'll actually refer to each other and whatnot. And that's that's really cool. Yeah. And it just keeps adding more and more elements. Like, um, I guess I should break down what the gameplay is first. Uh, it's like an isometric roguelike that plays like bastion i guess uh it's it's like a hack and slash um i guess it plays like original god of war kind of and like it's procedurally generated these rooms that you'll go into and each room will usually have multiple exits and they'll tell you like hey if you go through this next room and complete it you're going to get this kind of currency or this kind of buff so you can choose like oh do i want more coins so i can buy things do i want more purple gems so i can buy actual good things do i want more health do i want this kind of upgrade and stuff like that. So you can kind of choose what are you lacking? What are you going towards? Which, which will inform kind of what run you're going towards. Like if you're trying to unlock something on the, on the outside of the, the battles, it's like, well, I need, no, I'm going to need a lot of purple gems. So I'm just going to keep going through the purple gem door. So I can kind of farm that. Um, but yeah, it keeps adding new items. So there's, there's uh, upgrades you can get that persist between each run. You can unlock new weapons. Cause you have a, you have a primary weapon. Um, which will give you like your regular attack uh, on like, I, you know, with the Xbox controller, it's X. It has like a uh, an area effect attack on Y and then it has like a ranged one on B and then A is like a dash. <clears throat> and right now I only have two weapons. I have the main one. You start with the sword and then I unlocked the bow and arrow and that one's really cool, but I haven't used it a ton because I'm trying to get really good with the sword first. Um, and so there's tons of different weapons you can get. Uh, again, there'll be tons of different uh, like gods that you'll in- interact with as on each run and they'll give you different um perks such as like your dash will now do damage or when you take damage it'll do a bit of damage back to whatever hurt you um stuff like that you can get these little like like uh some kind of like a drink bottle and then give it to any of the npcs that are in the outside world and they'll give you a trinket that you could then equip like there's so much going on there and it's just really cool to like to see like that they're still putting more stuff in. So uh, I'm having such a blast with Hades, and I, I can only I only play 
<clears throat> like one or two runs at a time. They usually take me like five to ten minutes. It's really easy to just pick up and play. You get a get a run done. Mm-hmm. I like Hades. I like Hades quite a bit. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so uh, yeah. So if you like roguelikes, I highly recommend that. Um, and if you like Super Giant, this is a no brainer. It's I like Pyre a lot, and this might be my new favorite uh hmm. Super Giant game. I've also been playing Dauntless. Finally got into and really played some Dauntless. Okay. Um, again, this is a free to play Monster Hunter light mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, something that's kind of cool is from what I from what I've been hearing, this is like the first game that has launched with cross play. Really? As opposed to like getting it later, this huh. is the first one that just out of the be- th- gate had Xbox, PC, and PlayStation working hand in hand right perfectly that's surprising so that's kind of cool like more should do this uh we're actually gonna be talking about some uh, a game announced that's going to be doing this um but it's cool if the playstation one works totally fine in fact i was curious how the trophies and achievements would kind of work because you can get you get one achievement kind of early on for like crafting like the first thing you get an achievement and i was like well if i log in to the playstation on that, that with that account what is it going to do about that trophy you just get it Sure. It's just like, oh, you're already done. So here's a here's a trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of cool too. Um, but yeah, you just pick up your progress from wherever you want, uh, which is very cool. Uh, the uh, matchmaking is uh, pretty seamless. You invite your friend in, and then it like finds you a server when you go out on each hunt. I will say the hunts. I I'm hoping they will get a little more interesting because they're a bit one note. It's kind of just spawn into the forest or whatever find the animal which usually just means run forward for a while you might need to climb some rocks but there's usually a trail for you so just run and follow the trail and then as soon as you get to the monster just mash x for the next five minutes straight which monsters have you fought um have you fought any of the the ones with spikes yeah there was ones with spikes there's what's the first one behemoths I think that sounds yeah, right. I don't sure. So, so there's, so there's like different, you t- you fight like one of each element of, of mm. behemoth first. Then there's this like weird owl looking thing. Mm-hmm. Fought that one as well. That might've been it so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I understand that the, um, based on like which parts you break off of it will change the kind of attacks it does. But I have yet to get to a point where I need I really need to like worry about other things going on. There was one boss that summoned like some kind of like bats at me at the same time, which that was a little more interesting because I had a couple things to focus on. Mm-hmm. But that was only once. That was only like one additional thing. I, it would be kind of cool if there was a little bit more strategy involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully uh, that that'll come with it. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's also I can't I'm having a hard time getting my head around how like the progression in your equipment works. It's not a loot game. What it seems to be is like it, it wants you to buy like there's a set number of, of weapons mm-hmm. and they, they all have the same stats except different elemental changes. But in terms of like how much damage they do. All the base ones will do like a hundred and then like eighty elemental damage. They all have different move sets though. Um 
Yeah, they will have some unique uh, abilities mm-hmm. for, sh- for sure. Um, but it, the 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 point though, because it's not a loot game, they want you to just kind of like find like I guess one of every kind of playstyle you might need, or one of every element you might need, mm-hmm. and then just keep upgrading those ones to be better and better to match the levels you're going to fight. Mm-hmm. It's Monster Hunter. That's the kind. Yeah. Yeah, that's which is different, which is which is a lot different than what I'm used to. I'm, gotcha. I'm, I'm used to kind of like, you know, like loot ones where it's constantly like, oh, I I'm gonna buy the next sword because it's a, a better number, as opposed to like, sure, no, you're gonna stick with the same sword you got at the beginning. You're just gonna keep upgrading it, but make sure you have. It's kind of like you need to have like a whole set, and then you're just gonna upgrade that set as you go. Which yeah. is, I I can't think of a lot of other games that do that. So that w- that was interesting to me. So I have to kind of figure that figure it, <clears throat> excuse me, figure that out. Yeah, you'll get used to it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a good time. I like the way it looks. I'm just hoping the combat gets a little more interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, we were doing one fight that I think the mission in total took us 18 minutes. Yeah. And like I said, 17 and a half of those were just go mash X. <laughs> and then the other 30, 30 seconds were run towards the enemy. And oh, the enemy ran away run towards it again Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of bummer because i I, and i would hope and like they definitely could do more interesting stuff because they they always try to matchmake you unless you pick private they always matchmake you with in a group of four yeah so it'd be cool if it was like hey if if one of you is attacking or you know let's say like two of you are attacking what do the other two go and if they do this like side little sub thing in the area it'll give everyone a buff or something like that or it'll trap the monster or something you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. Maybe does maybe does Monster Hunter do anything like that, or is it also just kind of? I mean, Monster Hunter hoping. actually has items to use. So if you this has this has items as well. So like, like I said, you, you and yeah, go ahead. So you you do have items. You can like throw grenades. Uh, you get tonics and potions mm-hmm. to heal yourself or to or to buff you. Uh, you have your regular attack. Uh, you have a strong attack. Uh, you have your dash, and you have a special attack which um, is just after you attack enough, the special meter gets filled up and then you hit right bumper. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's still no strategy involved. The whole strategy is just keep hitting this monster until you win. Mm-hmm. Like, then the harder you hit it, the better. The faster you hit it, the shorter this will go. Yep. Uh, does Monster Hunter put anything else in, in it or is it still just... Yeah, like... No, you just need to hit the monster for a while. I mean... It depends what monster, but for the most part, it's like, oh, he's up in the air. Somebody needs to use a flash pod to, like, daze him so he falls down the ground. Let's cut off his tail so he can no longer poison us. Uh, jump, ri- jumping on them and riding them and then bring them down by dazing them. And, like, yeah, there's... Okay, that seems like a bit more, because there's, there's nothing traps. about, like, uh, jumping on them. There's no traps from what, I, what I've seen. Yeah, the thing I can't get through with Dauntless is that it feels too basic. You're right. It is very yeah. much go up, dodge an attack, and then smack it, and then dodge another thing, and then smack. And it's too basic for me. That's that's that is basically what it is. Yeah. So, um, but that might be good, and then maybe that's good for me because I'm not getting overwhelmed because there's already like a lot of different things in Dauntless yeah. that I kind of had to like work my way through in terms of like because they have battle passes. I think it's called hunt passes. Actually, they have like mastery cards. Mm-hmm. And like there's they give you a, a there's a ton of systems going on that I, I still don't quite understand. Like there's like a percentage meter in the top right, which after reading on Reddit is like that's how much that's how much powerful the monster is getting. Don't let it get to 100. Yeah. The game never tells you that. The like um, danger so meter all, or something. 
I, I guess so. Yeah, it has a name. I can't remember. Threat meter. I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's already like a lot of things sending my way. And if there were, and maybe if there was more, it might have turned me off. So maybe this is actually good. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and I've just kind of gotten past like my, com- I'm, I'm finally, my comfort zone is expanded that I'm, I'm ready for more. And maybe Dauntless just doesn't have more. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to keep playing some just to, to see more of it. Uh, yep. cause it's a good co-op game. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the last game I've been playing this week is a uh, future grind on the switch. Okay. This came out a while ago. Um, and I guess it just didn't sell very well on the switch. So it was 90% off. It was two bucks last week. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I remember seeing a trailer for this and I thought it looked fine. So for $2, why not? Um, I'm not hundred percent sure how to describe this maybe uh trials might be kind of a good comparison to what future grind is um it's it's the future you're in they call them bikes Uh but they're more like if you had a motorcycle that was always vertical like on one wheel yeah and uh the wheels will be different colors and you're on these tracks and you need to jump from track to track. You're constantly going from left to right. It's like a side scroller. Um, you need to stay on the tracks so you don't fall. Uh, your bike will tilt. So you need, so there's always kind of like a balance act to it. And you need to make sure that the corresponding wheel color is on the correct, uh, track color. And you can also do flips while you're in the air. You have a double jump day, double jump. That's a great, that's a great perk. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it starts off real hard. It is really hard to get your head around because of all the things you're, you're balancing. Because not only do you want to jump on the tracks, but if you hold A, you can attach underneath a track. Okay. Or you can get one wheel on a track and then kind of like hang slide along it, which reminds me of like old school trials when that when you had like the weird stretchy bike, like the Flash game. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot going on, and 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 each uh, track will be like. Like the first one for when you get a new track is always just finish the course, get get through it. Mm-hmm. The second one will be something like, hey, try and do two undergrinds by the end of it, and then you can move on. And then the third one will be like, do a 540. So you have to do like a bunch of flips and then make sure you land on the right color and stuff like that. I have like a solid bronze on every single stage because you can combo so much stuff together and there's like clear tracks or white tracks um, that you can put any color on, but they stop your multiplier. So you, if you can avoid them, that's cool. Um, so there's a real high skill ceiling to this game. It's neat looking. Once I got the hang of it, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's kind of a cool little thing. Yeah. Um, it definitely like stresses me out in like a kind of almost like a rhythm game aspect to of it of like, got to just like hang on. I'm, I'm almost there. Um, and the game, the game, each stage is presented to you in just a, like a menu system and then into the tracks. So, you know, kind of, you know, rhythm game style, you know, Guitar Hero, you just kind of pick, you go down like a list of stuff. And then, okay, I'm going to play this one. Mm-hmm. What's odd, though, is there's a there's a story going on. And I thought the story was just going to be pretty like bare bones, similar to like. Like, think of like, um on rush where it's okay. just like hey you're doing great if you finish this track like there's sponsors watching you and they're gonna give you like a new bike and it's like okay so you know just pretty bare bones yeah 
Then all of a sudden, one of the characters just says to you, and there's no like talking. It's just like a quick couple sentences underneath the name of like the level. And you say, okay, I'm gonna play this one. And then it's like, cool, you did it. Uh, here's your new bike. And then hit the next one. Hey, if you do this one, we're going to let you into the nighttime course. And then you do the next one. All of a sudden, one of them is like, oh, good. This made it to you. Act natural. And I'm going to talk to you more later. Oh, God. And there, and slowly but surely, there's this weird, like, secret organization conspiracy thing going on under the <laughs> seams, which seems so out of place because there's, like, there's nothing to this. You're just doing bike stunts. Yeah. Like, think of it if it was trials, but then they randomly started just peppering in, like, yo, we can't talk long. Their people are watching us. This kind of sounds amazing, though. It does, It's yeah. weird. Like, it's super weird. So I'm just at the very beginning of it, and I don't really know where it's going to go <laughs> with this story, but it comes out of left field. Like, like I'm talking, like, you're playing, like, just, like, Guitar Hero, and for some random reason, then they, there's a couple sentences there, just, like, that popped in. Like, you, you watch out, man. They got eyes everywhere. Like, it's so doesn't belong here but so that was surprising and that's kind of funny um but anyway that's future grind it looks cool actually uh, it reminds me of ollie ollie a little bit just in the way it looks like it plays you're grinding all the time yeah you're grinding all the time yeah ollie ollie is definitely much more of like a skateboard sim yeah, like yeah. you have a bunch of different kind of tricks you can do and this stuff. is like this a is... two-sided fidget spinner almost like that you're going between rails on yeah yeah, but like I said, there's a high skill ceiling. Like there are tricks. There's different things you can do. It's it's kind of a weird game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still on sale, but on Switch, it was two dollars for me last week. Man, I'm gonna um, check right now. Wait, last week? Maybe maybe this week on Monday. So it's probably still on sale. Um, so if Future Grind sounds interesting to you, maybe check it out because it it seems kind of dead in the water if it's ninety percent off. Yeah, two bucks. It only came out in January. I just looked up too. So uh, I think this, you're talking the Switch version, or right? well, this was on Steam uh, that I looked up. In on Steam, it only came out in January. Yeah. Oh wow! Because I had heard about this uh, like a while ago, so I thought it had been on PC for a while. So obviously, it's not doing very well. That's too bad. It looks neat. So it is. It is neat, yeah. and I think it's definitely worth two dollars. So anyway, uh, that's all I've been playing. Um, John, what have you been playing? Across which we already talked about. Uh, uh, well, for the past month, I really haven't done much. I played through Katana Zero for the uh, Patreon podcast, and I was enjoying that game anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, like my free gaming time has been very limited because of the move. But while I was at Momocon, I did have time to play a bunch of multiplayer games with a bunch of friends. So they had a giant arcade there, so we got to play like a Bishibash, the channel game, which was real fun. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bishibash, but it's basically a multiplayer game where you mash these giant buttons and compete in all these weird mini games like okay i have seen those yeah yeah (laughs) you got three different color buttons you press the correct color to like knock out a piece of like a tower and you just keep going whoever gets the top first wins but it's also like cooperative so you all have to kind of get through it sorry what's it called again uh bishibash b-i-s-h-i-b-a-s-h or it's bishi bishibashi so it'd be b-a-s-h-i but this one was like, I believe, okay, Bishibashi yeah. the Channel, which I believe is the newest one. This looks like some like Rhythm Heaven graphics. Kind of, yeah. It's very goofy. Uh, it's really fun, though. It, it's I highly recommend it if you ever get a chance to play any Bishibashi game. Oh, wait. Uh, did you play this on a on a console? Like a no, game console ac- or an actual arcade? arcade? That Momocon, they have an actual okay. arcade. So, Right, yes. I'm seeing the arcade cabinet here. Okay. 
All right. So yeah, played that a bunch. Uh, we also played this arcade game called Scotto, which a bunch of our friends have been really obsessed with now. It is literally just beer pong as a video game. <laughs> All right. So you've sure. got you've got a table. You have a giant pile of like ping pong balls, and you have to bounce them off the table into like a funnel that's mm-hmm. halfway in the board. So okay. so there's three different versions. We only played two of them. One was literally like get the most balls into the funnel in like 30 second chunks, and then you could compete against someone else. And then there was uh, level up mode or trick shot mode where there's like these six panels around the actual funnel and you have to bank shot off of them into the funnel. Is there an actual like beer pong mode though? Like, you know, no, no uh, taking like a drink. It's, it's just all like straight up like reflect shots kind of. But like it, they, they never have like, you know, like 10 cups light in a, in a triangle. No. Okay. All right. Cause they could get like pretty interesting with like all the like weird house rules that you'll come across. With, I, with I think, I think there like, actually is a beer pong arcade machine. Like as in like you're throwing ping pong balls into a bunch of plastic cups. Probably. But I think yeah. it's like a ticket game. Sure. Probably, and, this, yeah, probably. and this is more of like a game of chance kind of thing. Like a serious game for, for gamers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pro gamers only. Yeah. Pro ping pongers only. Uh, I also took part in a Mega Man X race. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So we did an any percent run and I played bad, which sucks. I won it last year and this year I got third. So who won it? It's okay, man. Uh, we also, we went back to our rooms and we played a bunch of uh, different games, played this card game called unlock. I think is what it was called. It's basically an escape room as a card game. Oh, okay. It's like a physical card game. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like you you open up the first card and then like they'll have numbers on the card. You flip them open, you flip them up and it's like, "Okay, here's a room, here's a bunch of puzzles you need to solve." And there's an app you download on your phone where you can type in like the key codes to like unlock new pieces, you can get hints and stuff like that. It was actually really cool. But unfortunately, like, does it require an internet connection? Uh I mean, download the app and you're fine. Okay, so after downloading it, it then you can play it offline. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cool. It was really neat. The, I mean, the only problem is it's one of those card games where you play it once and then you kind of know the solution. Oh, that's a bummer. So it's like an actual escape room. But it's way I guess, but, but it's I, way cheaper yeah. than an escape room because it's 15 bucks. Sure. You really can't play it more than once? I mean, you can, but then you like you kind of know the answer, right? I guess so. That is a bummer. It's just like an actual escape room in, in that <laughs> once you know the solutions, why would you play it again? Right, I guess, but there's just something about, like, I bought a game that can only play it once. And I actually, now I think about it, I have heard of other games that are, like, a one-time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, that that's the price of, like, a movie ticket, you know? So I guess it's not, like, crazy. Yeah, like, and you can have up to six people play with you, so. Sure. Uh, then we also played a bunch of Switch games, all multiplayer games. We played some Windjammers. Which is always okay. fun. Played some, yep. played some duck game. Classic. Played some ultimate chicken horse. Yeah, that game's awesome. Played some crawl. And we played some heavy burger. Nice. Okay. Played all all the classics. Nice. That was pretty much no, it. Uh, no Jackbox. No. 
We didn't want to fuss around with the internet connection. This figured it was way easier just to just go at it. Just play some sure. local multiplayer stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen Crawl before. This is new. That's weird. It seems like a game that's kind of right up your alley. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like people like murdering each other in a pit. So yeah, that, I don't know that's what that says about me. Pretty much crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, the idea is that it starts with the four of you alive and then you you all go insane and uh, fight each other. And then the survivor has to try to escape the dungeon they're trapped in. But all the other okay. players are ghosts and are haunting the player. They're all. Al- this is literally trivia murder party from Jackbox. Whatever. <laughs> not Not quite. <laughs> There's no trivia. There is murder, and you're in a party, so I guess that's two of the three. <laughs> but when people die, they're ghosts. That's true. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. So, so <laughs> there's there's a lot of similarities here. Just though. like real life. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's, yeah. You each character is like uh, associated with like a, a deity, so you can summon demons to kill the human, the alive player, and if you succeed in killing the player, you gain your humanity back and you come back to life. And the idea is okay. you have to kill enough monsters to get to level 10 and then kill the boss of the dungeon to actually escape. Okay. But uh, there's only three attempts you can make at the boss. If the third attempt fails, uh, the, the ghosts win and the save file for the person who was the human and got killed by the boss is deleted. Because their their soul is consumed by the demon they're trying to fight. Nice, that's good. It, it's actually a really cool multiplayer game. It's a little long in the tooth, but uh, it's fun. And otherwise, that's pretty much all I've been cool. playing. All right, let's uh, do let's do some news. The news keeps coming, even though it's not even E three yet. Well, it might as well be now. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, don't say that. That that means a lot of different things for where I work. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, Smash Bros. got an update today, I believe, that added VR support. Yes, uh, that was today. With the cardboard, with the Google Cardboard VR thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Labo VR, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's just like a camera mode. You just you get to like you just get to look at the match closer. Sure. I get, I don't know why you would want this. Someone wanted also, it. They wouldn't have made it otherwise. Like, I, I guess. Um, can you play it while it's on here, or do you have to like hold it up to your face and use the Joy Cons on either side of your face so it doesn't fall? Because there's no strap on. That I thing. don't know. I actually have not read into this at all. To be perfectly honest. Um. Hmm. There is a mode where you can just watch the computers, obviously, and just look around and enjoy the view, which this just sounds like, yeah, enjoy a front row seat to CPU bouts. Then this other GIF I'm looking at says it's compatible with limited uh, timed and all, like offline battles. So I'd assume you're, you're playing as well. This seem, seems like a, a nightmare. Uh, single player experience only. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know why you would do this, but you can do this now. Weird. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is being teased. Dude, oh my god. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, there's like no uh, information on it. 
Larian Studios, the makers of Divinity Original Sin 2, which is a game I keep being shamed that I should be playing because it's amazing, I hear. It's very, very good. Um, Are teasing a Baldur's Gate 3. There's literally just kind of like a picture up on their website with a big old 3, Roman numeral 3. But I'm glad, uh, Paul, I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited. There's rumors that it's uh, officially supported by Wizards of the Coast D&D group, too. But we'll see. Yes, I'm seeing that in this article. We'll have to see. Uh, we got a bit of info on Anthem's Cataclysm. Uh, here's the sarcastic jerk-off motion time. Oh, boy. Um, have you seen this? <laughs> nope. I... Uh, I mean, I, I I looked through this article. Okay. Uh, I think it's also worth noting EA put out their what games are we going to show during our like press conference mm-hmm. or like during and Anthem wasn't on it. Yeah, Ooh. that doesn't surprise not me. Not great to see here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, kind of the the TLDR with the Cataclysm. The cat- for those who don't know, the Cataclysm is supposed to be their kind of raid, their kind of end game raid style thing. Um. Doesn't sound like a raid we're we're all used to. Nope. It, from what I was reading, it's and there's a video they let a live stream kind of showing it off. <clears throat> and apparently, I didn't watch the whole live stream; I just kind of watched short little videos. It apparently looked real rough with tons of placeholder stuff in there. But it's a new area that you can go into for a set amount of time, and it's score based. You're just trying to like get a high score, and based on your score, you'll get some loot, uh, which doesn't sound super interesting uh they said there's going to be like live events this thing will be open to everyone for eight weeks yep this is a time uh, and during that time there'll be different events going on inside this area that you can take part in i'm not sure what that might mean because uh, anthems overworld already has kind of like random public events they're kind of like bad versions of the Des- destinies Two's public events uh so who really knows this is weird this doesn't sound this is definitely not like what we're used to for a raid so i guess it's good they're not calling it a raid Mm -hmm. and they were staying away from calling it a raid so i guess we can't really fault them for it not being a raid sure we we all just kind of assumed it would be like a raid yeah um i don't know i don't know what to i wish this game was better i guess like people do I guess the one thing that's good is they're getting rid of the luck stat, so you'll just get drops now and not have to worry about a stat to get better ones. So that's cool. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. I guess. That should have just been the... Whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm done with Anthem. I I don't know if I mentioned on this. I tried playing the the two strongholds that you get at the end game. (laughs) Yeah a couple of weeks back. So I was like, I should just do those to see what they're like. Yeah. And they added that other stronghold as well that I heard was okay. And I was like, I should just, I should see these. I couldn't find a game. It would not match make me into a game with it. Not even one other player. Mm. So I have yet to do those. Bummer. Uh, Apex, the battle pass two, they uh, put out some info for it today and it sounds way better than the first battle pass. So I'm excited again. I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, 
Um, but some of the like specific things is they actually have some cool looking skins. Finally, they're not just like a different color or like camo face paint. Uh, they also have some cool looking weapon skins. Like this one looks like a like a skull is eating this gun or whatever, or like a dragon. Yeah, that's neat looking. I like it. Yeah, they actually have some cool looking stuff. Um, some of the changes are the bonuses you're going to be getting from each level are a lot better. They're taking out just like random trackers or voice qui- quips and giving you like legendary items or t- things to craft legendary items with. Uh, they also said they are significantly making it faster to level up, which was like my biggest complaint is it took way too long to even level up once there. Um, and as early as next week, they will be having uh, like a new limited time event, which might be kind of cool to take part in. They're also going to have challenges and stuff for people to do while they're playing. So cool. sounds way better. Sounds like it might be a, a good reason to come back to Apex finally. Cool. Because um, I. Because I'm barely playing that game these days, but I want to. I want there to be more there. Sure. And then obviously they said, you know, that we'll we'll be talking way more about it uh, coming at the during E3. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning, the new Call of Duty was officially announced. Yeah. Who's excited? I mean, I like those games. I'll look into it at some point. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's- yeah. Something tells me I've already played this one before. Uh, this game is coming October 25th mm-hmm. with crossplay support. So this is what I was talking about earlier. So that's interesting. It's going to have crossplay between all three. Yeah. Which is great. Good for them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, some small bits of info. Uh, it'll be feature a new engine uh, on PC, it'll be through Battle.net, and there will be no season pass. Okay, that's actually a pretty big step for them. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming for like, uh, or the season pass is primarily uh, stages, multiplayer stages. We're going to yeah. go back to charging you piecemeal for everything we do. You know what? Hooray. I'm for it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it because like, I feel like the standard these days is just all additional content like free at this point yeah. and the only thing you're paying for is like cosmetic stuff yeah the industry is backstepping huge on a lot of that shit for sure um anyway yeah call of duty modern warfare which technically the other one was call of duty Four modern warfare so it it's, is different it is you're right yeah if you want to get technical with it but at the same time like who cares man games do this all the time yeah uh, when this was first like hinted or, or leaked earlier in the week and people were flipping out, it was like, come on, who cares? Yeah. What was that new Doom called? Oh, right. Doom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like God Just of Doom. War, Tomb Raider. Every <laughs> series does this. Like, calm They should have named it The Doom, to be fair, because I would have been the funnier. Doom. <laughs> the Doomening. <laughs> Doomy Doom. Yeah. Doom. Uh, Doom ish. We got the we got the June games with goals. And I think they kind of suck. Okay, what do we got? But I say that every month, unless it's games. These aren't bad. They're okay. They're not great. (laughs) NHL 19, which... Yeah, that's the best way to play that. I'm sure there are people that are into the sports games. For me personally, I think this is a wet NHL games are great. But I would never want to pay 
this is like this being for free perfect that's a perfect price okay uh rivals of aether i to be fair i actually don't really know what that is so it's indie smash bros basically okay all right the first portal that's an odd one that is hella old yeah holy smoke someone's probably first not portal. played it I yeah i guess so but like you can i this thing isn't this game free like if you own steam i don't know honestly like, I feel like everyone owns Portal at this point. I'm not up to date on my Portal lore, unfortunately. Um, and then one of the, and then Earth Defense Force 2017. Never played that one. Now is, now's your chance. Break out the 360. I have my 360 out, actually. I could do this. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think this is another great example of Microsoft knows you're going to buy gold no matter what because you want to play online. So they're going to put yeah. all the good games into Game Pass so that you have to subscribe to both. No, totally. That's totally what they're doing. Um, speaking of Game Pass, Game Pass was announced for PC this morning. Right. Uh, which, that's awesome. Paul, are you stoked? Yeah. I mean, I've been playing the stuff they've been releasing. But yeah, this is better, obviously, so... Um, yeah, because for right now, uh, Game Pass on the PC was just the new uh, stuff, the essentially ex- the Microsoft exclusive, yes. right? The uh, yeah. first party titles. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't all the indie stuff that was coming. It was it was none of that. That was just Xbox. Right. Uh, but now that with the number they're talking, hundred plus high quality PC games, got Devolver Digital on there, Deep Silver, Paradox, Sega, Bethesda. Uh, I, I believe Game Pass only has around a little bit over 100, so that's probably a good chunk of the games that we've seen here. This seems like a, a slam dunk for PC players. It is. Like, holy smokes, you're about to just get so much stuff. Um, Another slam to Steam, too. And, yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, you have to start wondering if, like, Steam is going to have, like, a subscription service, kind of like how Humble has theirs, like... Microsoft's about to make a huge step forward in the PC gaming space, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm curious if it's going to be a separate subscription. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. At the moment, it's not, right, Paul? It's not, If you have Game Pass, it's not. So I would assume it would. Because I've been able to claim the Xbox One games they've been giving out online to my account. So if I ever get an Xbox One, I'll have them. Right, and then you and then you can play the PC version of them. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping they're not going to like increase the price. Now it's fifteen instead of ten bucks or something. Yeah. It'd be very cool if I, I just have the PC games now as well, and it would be extremely cool if it's just there's no difference in the library. That would be insane. Yep. If it's if it if when they say it's coming to Game Pass, they mean both. I have to assume that's where they're headed towards. That has to be like the end goal. Um, maybe at the beginning they might not have everyone because of licensing stuff. Um, but I have to assume the end goal is when they say it's coming to Game Pass, that's both PC and Xbox. I think and so that's, too. That's crazy. Like that. That's awesome. If I was Paul, I'd be stoked. Why? A lot of these I've been playing because they've Game been Pass. coming out on PC. But now you're just getting them. You don't have to buy them anymore. It's just for for ten bucks. Yeah. Day and date with a lot of them. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Not enough people are praising Game Pass. 
Uh, and then we'll talk about PlayStation Plus because why not? And this that link doesn't work. We're not going to talk about PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I'm looking for it. Uh, All right, it's Sonic Mania and the um, Borderlands Handsome Collection. Yeah. So that's that's okay. It's okay. Did you guys see the rumor going around that there might be Borderlands Two DLC coming? What? That links to Borderlands Three? Why? Oh, really? No, I didn't see that. (laughs) How weird is like board? It's weird just because Borderlands Two is so old, right? Yeah. Um, I guess they did just release those like 4K packs for Borderlands like one and two recently. So there is kind of an uptick again in people playing, but just hearing Borderlands 2 DLC coming in 2019 is so weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, nothing's been confirmed. I was just hearing that rumor, but I was even hearing, I was even reading like a name of what the DLC would be called, which is so I don't remember. Uh, um, but again, it could have been fake. I, I, I'm waiting for like an official thing. Sure. Um, in terms of old games kind of resurfacing, Square Enix's Avengers project yeah. just popped up randomly, um, basically saying, hey, we're going to be at E3, you know, watch, tune into the Square Enix uh, live stream. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't really been collecting news stories about, like, this game's going to be there, this game's going to be there. This one I thought I would point out because this game has been silent for years. Um, and it's still happening. Isn't this what Crystal Dynamics is yep. doing? And that's why they didn't do um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yep. So hopefully it's good. Crystal Dynamics is a good game studio. They are. Uh, all right, let's get let's get on the bummer news train for a bit. Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Everyone is stoked. Yeah. All of us on the podcast are stoked. Yeah. Actually, I don't know, John, if you're stoked. Did you see that Nintendo Direct? Yeah, it, was, it looks good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Okay, so we're all stoked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Online, you can't play with your friends. So here's the thing. If they hadn't shown online, I wouldn't care because I wasn't expecting to. It's because they showed fun online stuff that this is a bummer. <laughs> this is insane. Oh, This is absolutely insane. Why did they? Oh, my God. They teased us. It was a tease. And it's, and it's, I don't know why you so guys crazy. expected Nintendo to not pull a Nintendo. Like, you <laughs> really should have known. <laughs> They're literally shooting themselves in the foot. I wouldn't be surprised if they patched this. Oh, yeah. For or sure. made a DLC. There's no, the, there's too much reaction to it. There's no way they won't. Yeah. Sure. I don't know about at launch, though, because it might be, yeah, it, won't, it won't be at launch. Out. It will not be at launch. In less than a month. I'm um, sure they'll patch it. Let me just go down the specifics before they do hopefully patch it. Um, for both co- cooperative and co-op, you cannot play with friends because they don't want you to mess up the leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no leaderboards for co-op. Hmm. You can, however, play with randoms. Right. And then then like then it'll go on the leaderboard. So I guess it's like they don't want you to like play a stage and like conspiracy th- figure it out with your friend, like, but if you send me hurdling we'll shave off some time or something i think if you and your friend can get together and like just dominate a level that's also really cool but nintendo thinks otherwise so that's yeah that is absolutely crazy i mean i don't like the Um, leaderboard system in, in general i just don't think that's what makes mario maker good anyway so but whatever Or just like 
make like a separate leaderboard or just don't yeah, allow that. the score to go on the leaderboard. They just, like who cares? They just shouldn't allow the score. Like that's literally yeah. just a menu option. Yep. Very true. Yeah. It, this is, I don't, what was the reason who, oh, man, I don't even, this it's is so funny. Flabbergasting. It's funny. It's so weird. It's such a bad idea. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they'll charge us like five bucks or something. Maybe that's like the plan, like the dark, cynical plan. I would gladly pay it. I, I yeah, like I want to play online with my friends. Yeah. I want to play co-op. You know, for some of these, I, like I want to try it out. Why not? Um, it's probably not what I was going to do the majority of my time with Mario Maker Two. It's probably going to be. You know, single player downloading random stages and playing it by myself, but scores are going to get hacked day one anyway. This is a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, oh well, whatever. Yeah. The reaction has been glorious. It's been so good. People have been losing their mind. Rightfully so. This is insane. It's not that insane. Again, I don't know why you <laughs> thought Nintendo was not going to pull a Nintendo. Honestly, the thing that's insane is that they teased that you could play with people and then like kind of left that out until later. Because people... But not your friends. They knew they, that people would assume you could play with your friends, because why not? <laughs> I love it. Uh, tra- Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes is coming to PS4 and Steam. Cool. Okay. Okay. Uh... All right, that Sonic movie got delayed. <laughs> yeah, it did. Good, it's um, no longer on so my birthday. No, it's on it Valentine's Day coming, now. It's coming out on no. It was originally coming out on November eighth, which is my birthday. Oh, so you were planning to see that for your birthday? Right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now you can go for Valentine's Day. Much yeah. better of twenty twenty. Um, I guess this is good news because we were talking about how this is probably murdering some visual effects artists to have to change Sonic entirely. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they were like, okay, we're going to take more time with it as opposed to being like, no, we got this slot. We're doing it. We, the hype has been built. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to guess we'll add a thing in here before you get to the last thing. Death Stranding's official release and trailer came out. Right. I, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Let's talk about that. The eight minute long trailer. Mm-hmm. What are some takeaways you have, John? Have you seen yep. this? Okay. What are some takeaways you guys got from this trailer? Let's list everything we know about Death Kojima is still being Kojima, and I'm so excited. Oh, it's horror There's a metal guy gear. Named Die Hardman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm excited to see completely unrestrained Kojima. That's I think that's the thing I'm the most excited for. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I actually thought it kind of I was getting some like Breath of the Wild vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Like when he when the dude took out the big ladder. Yeah. And when he started like putting like the spikes down and going down the cliffs, kind of the being able to like go over theoretically any terrain. I was getting some Breath of the Wild vibes. Uh, And I'm I'm wondering if we're starting to get to the point where people are like. Hey, did you guys play Breath of the Wild? Because everyone at our studio did, and we wanted to to like pull from that. Like I'm I'm sure those games are coming, right? That ladder is so good. Um, Amazing ladder. ladder. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Uh he, he talks about being in Hades at one point. Yep. Um uh, what's the other actor? Uh 
the guy that seemed like he was in Hades and he like comes out of the water and he lights his cigarette on the air. Oh, yeah. that's Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. He, he, I think he's in hell. It seems like, and then all of his like shadow soldiers are on fire behind him, but they're ready for action. What else? What else was going on? <clears throat> he can sense the ghost things, but he needs the baby. To yeah. be able to he needs the baby and it makes him feel bad. Yeah, you got to plug into like the baby. Yeah, yeah, he has to plug into the baby. The baby looked messed up at one point. Like it started off fine and it gave you a thumbs up, and then another time it looked like a doll up. or something. A fucked up doll. Yep. No, um, that was um, a specific character's version of the doll of the baby. Rather, that's what the doll was, and that's why they did okay. they did that flash of like the the baby looking like the doll instead. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. Um, what else? There was a bunch of guys throwing lightning spears at him. And I was like, does this world not have guns? But then there's another time where you have a gun. Mm, yeah. So I don't know why they were just running through a field, like tripping over each other, trying to hit him with a lightning spear. They were trying to be stylish, um, obviously. Just cooler. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, looks gorgeous. I'll say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out this year. I think that's the that's biggest surprise. surprise. Yeah. Um, My birthday, November 8th. Yep. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's it. Yep. It's nice. I swapped Sonic the movie for Death Stranding. Yeah. Now you have some free time to <laughs> or, play or it. At, now, you or as it says, if you read the, uh, the letters that are hit with the strings or the strands, it says eat standing. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So you tweet that. That's right. Yeah. Eat standing. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to play it. Yeah. I was not expecting it to come out uh, this lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting honestly. it for the next generation at this point. I was expecting it to be a launch title for the PS5, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this year, that's weird. Cool. Yep. Uh, and then this last one, which had a bunch of controversy going on the internet when it was uh, mentioned. The Excuse me. The World Health Organization officially recognizes gaming addiction as a disease. Yeah. Okay. You guys have some thoughts on this? I mean, that makes sense. They do for gambling as well. Yep. So. Uh, I guess kind of the big takeaway I was seeing is like, you should, you should, it's not about it's not based on numbers like hours played. It's based on like how it's affecting your life. Uh, right. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really have any points to make. If you guys don't have any points to make, we'll move on. But if this is if it sounds interesting to people, you should maybe look into it. Uh, it just makes. I sense think for to some me. people Obviously. it makes sense, but for most it doesn't. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is probably definitely a real thing. Sure, you can get addicted to uh, almost anything. Maybe literally everything. So. Sure. I really like that the classification is called gaming disorder. I think that's funny sounding, but like more than anything, this is probably good for like maybe parents can like look into this and be like, oh, maybe my kid has this <laughs> or something. Right. I Although the, the other side of that is like maybe parents are going to like too quickly jump to oh, that they and will. be like, oh, no, my kid had I knew yeah like the kid the, you know the parents gonna be like on like the we evening news and they're gonna hear gaming disorder and they're gonna be like oh this sounds like my son he's always playing Fortnite." yeah 
That's pretty much what it's going to be. But you know what? Maybe he I shouldn't mean, be playing Fortnite that much, and maybe the parents should get off their ass and do some parodying just, at that it's point. It's not about the. It's not about how long you you're can't the game. blame it's parents for bad parenting. That's not how it works. <laughs> right, I forgot. Also, Fortnite gets a pass. It's like the. It's like the best game. If the kid is playing Fortnite enough that it becomes that much of an issue, it might be a problem. If anybody, I don't know why I'm saying kid. If anybody's playing Fortnite that much, that it becomes an issue. Uh, this one post says the people who have labeled this as gamer disorder need to go need <laughs> really need to go hang out with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> anyway, that's a there you go. Gaming disorder is the thing. Um, get help if you need it. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> all right let's move on to some questions uh if you have questions send them in to top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel and john's p.o box i have uh the episode titles do you want to do those first or do you want to do them after i'm good with either but if you have them up let's do okay them. So starting from March 21st, Ash has a Mr. Mime for a dad. This is obviously about... <laughs> we were probably talking about Detective Pikachu This is trailer. obviously about everything involving Pokemon, because it's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. I think I brought this up. Like, do you guys, I, I feel like I was like, do you guys, have you heard of this? That sounds like something you would bring up, yeah. Yeah, this is a Sean thing, for sure. I mean, I didn't come up with it. This is... No, I, no, I, I believe, I believe that you made up... You're the origin I read of this. about this in the paper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, context was we were asked about what Pokemon we would travel with. I said I would like a psychic type, couldn't decide. Mr. Mime came up, it was considered a good choice. Listing what this is one of the reasons why I'm assuming it was from Sean because that's a Sean thing for sure. Okay, <laughs> uh, March 29th, most of my nightmares star Randy Pitchford. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Sean. Wait. Was this after th- I don't think- the thing, the presentation? I don't know. I feel like every two weeks he did something else. So I don't know which one this is nearby. I don't remember saying this. Okay. I don't think it's me. Okay, let's see. Sean described board- I think this is Paul. Sure, or Sean described the Borderlands 3 announcement as a nightmare starring Randy Pitchford. And I said that to you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh... Next month, April 5th, we can't say Danny DeVito for all of them. <laughs> I'm we were talking say, about voicing something yeah, in Pokemon or Smash Brothers. Pokemon, probably. Oh. Oh, it might have been Smash Brothers. <laughs> I think uh, it might have I been think Smash. We were, I think we were talking about who would play Smash Brothers in live action adaptations, yep. and we yep. started saying Danny DeVito Maybe. for I a think, bunch. I think at the very beginning, I may have said that as like a, a prerequisite. Yeah. Okay. A question came up about casting actors in a movie, Smash Ultimate. This was a ground rule that had to be set after <laughs> Cassie Kirby. <laughs> All right, it was Kirby. A ground rule. Uh, it looks like we missed a week on the 11th, so the next one was the 18th of April. Left to die. That's what I think that other that Left for Dead spiritual successor yeah. is, and I still forget the name. Oh shit! Yeah. No, because it's not Left to Die. No, that's that's, that's the name they made up was, but yeah. Okay, context. 
Sean, I'm trying to remember the name of the spiritual successor of Left 4 Dead. It's actually Back 4 Blood. And when Paul pointed that out, he said he liked Sean's better. And I still do. Oh. Left 2 Die is much <laughs> better. Uh, April 26th, John's God Pizza. What? John's God Pizza. April 26th, I was still here. I don't. I don't know what this is. God pizza. God pizza. Is it? Is it like Godfather? Like, but a God. Was pizza? I? I was I talking it. about just like how I couldn't have pizza anymore? Can you not have pizza? Anymore? I I became lactose intolerant, so like oh, I I have right. to take yeah, yeah, yeah. shit now if I want to have pizza. Okay. Were we talking about like our like if we had to come up with our best pizza or something? Or it favorite? must be. I don't. I don't it must be. <clears throat> Okay, I think we're talking about like pizza toppings and then just like the what I do. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. Context. John told a story about he got a pizza that was cut with a few centimeters of room between the slice. John and Paul considered this a rarity. Oh, okay. When they cut the pizza. Oh, right. We're talking about how there wasn't any clean cuts on and Sean pizza. Called like, John's God Pizza, where they actually okay, cut all the way now, through. There we go. Something. Yeah, okay. Okay. I remember. And then I think that was the last one you were on cuz the- Was this one we were talking about like like if you if you're going to get a slice yeah. of pizza like where yeah, you Yeah, like pull don't from? like I was like you don't need to touch the other slices if they're cut properly and that you were like yeah. no there's no such okay. thing as a properly cut pizza. Oh, Hence okay. Yes, pizza. I do remember saying that yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so John is not part of these next ones here. Uh May 2nd, he would have been a good Big the Cat. I'm John Goodman. We casting Sonic. I think. I said something about John Goodman being oh, Big the Cat. I think that that sounds that sounds right, yeah. But you're right, I think it was casting a Sonic movie. Or the Sonic movie. Because this probably was or around like when if, that came if out. If the other characters were going to come in, who would they, they be and right. stuff? Or if they were live action, maybe? I yeah, don't know. something like this. A uh, question came in about casting the other Sonic slash Sega movie universe. Paul said this about Canadian National Treasure John Candy. I think you said that about oh, John, John Candy, actually. No, you I don't, don't think so. Did I? I don't remember, man. John Candy would have been good. John, I think John Candy's a better Big of the Cat than John but Goodman. But he's dead. Rip. Unfortunately, yeah. Rest in yep. peace. May 9th, they need to go through their own rite of passage. This sounds like a Sean thing. Talking about kids know. of some sort. So, yeah, something. Playing like, the fork knife. Yeah, it seems it seems familiar, but I don't remember what it was about. Yeah, I don't know at all. This was only like two weeks ago, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> a question about porn games came in. Sean said he wouldn't be willing to show a kid a porn, stating this is the reason aside from the obvious. Oh, right, because they. I was like, they need to be able to find it themselves, <laughs> and that was the rite of passage. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And last week, the John Wheeler drought of 2019. Wow. <laughs> oh, because I said the John the drought like continues or something. At, like at that. the start, probably, yeah. Yeah, when we were saying John's not here. And context what this arc of the podcast is known as because John is missing from it. <laughs> the right, arc. Yes, yeah. I remember saying the arc, yeah. <laughs> There you go. All right. Thanks again for the episode titles. Yeah. Uh, I will read this first question from Sir Chasm. 
The new Call of Duty is being called Modern Warfare, yet presumably it isn't a remake of the original Modern Warfare. As such, what will people refer to the two games as when discussing them? I'm hoping the new one will be nicknamed Postmodern Warfare. <laughs> That's really good, actually. That is really good. Uh, they'll just call it Modern Warfare or MW, probably. I don't think anyone's going to say MW. When you're like typing it, no. Typing yeah. it, yeah. Um, again, for the record, the other one was called Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. So I could see that. I could see the original one, like changing its name to Call of Duty Four, if you're differentiating it. Mm. Uh, I can also just see people putting the year after the name Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. like Modern Warfare uh, twenty twenty nineteen, obviously, and then two thousand eight. Is that when Modern Warfare came out? I want to say seven. Seven? Seven sounds It was early. Uh, Call of Duty 2 onwards, I think, was on 360, so. Hmm. Yeah. So Which would have been 05, that, 06, yeah. and if we're going yearly, then yeah. Hmm. Been a while. And then, uh, John, why don't you take the, this one from VGC Kenny? Buying physical copies seems to have lost some of its luster. I like having physical copies of stuff, but it seems that the whole world is pushing for a digital-only future, and the feeling of buying physical is just not there anymore. The arguments of space and availability are uh, obfuscated somewhat by physical games having DLC and always having the product if you bought it. My question is, is it still worth it to buy physical, and if so, when will it stop being worth it? Hmm. There's a second part to this as well, but we'll deal with this first. Um, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in pretty much the boat of it's not worth buying physical anymore. Uh, the only time I do is if that one is like significantly cheaper. Honestly, the thing that worries me more than anything is if Steam, if Valve, for some reason, were like, we can't compete with Microsoft anymore, we're closing down, and Steam shuts down, like, am I out, like, 1,500 games that I paid money for? Maybe, because they're not real, they're just on a cloud somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of why I go with that part physical all the me. time. Yeah. Because um, then you own something tangible. And then, on that side... If you physically lose the disc, the disc gets scratched, you break the cartridge or whatever, you lose access to it still. Whereas, like, digital, it would be in the cloud forever, in theory, as long as a company exists. I don't know. I think if you live in a rural place where it's very hard for you to get good internet, it's always still worth it to do physical, probably, because downloads Mm -hmm. are a bitch. But keep in mind, they're still going to probably have to download patches. Which is still such a bummer <laughs> for them, yeah. Um, which is part of the thing, is like, it's almost like, you, yeah, you may have the physical disc, but you still got to be connected to that internet. To Like, yeah. a lot of these games have to be online at all times. Yeah. Um, I really like not having to change the disc. Like, I really like that. I know it's like a small thing. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I just like don't want to get off the couch to like play something else, and because a lot of my games are digital, like I think I'm, I'm talking like on my Xbox or whatever. It is so nice to just hit the guy button, go over to the next game, hit that one. Yeah, uh, 
this is going to change again, too, when this cloud gaming that Google are doing and, like, other companies will probably follow suit when it's more viable. Where, like, you don't you wish you could just download your games? Like, in 10 years, maybe we're saying, man, remember where you could just download and have a copy of the game on your drive? That was so cool. But now you're stuck doing this cloud thing. It's weird. But, um... I like buying physical. Although I feel like if we if we're if we only have the one option mm-hmm. streaming, it would have to be at a place where it is good enough to completely worldwide. Downloads. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it'll be hand in hand for a long time, yeah. and then you maybe maybe like yeah, ten twenty years from now, it's like we don't have to worry about downloading anymore. It is on. It, there's no difference. The streaming is so good. Yeah. I like having physical for like the Switch specifically, mainly because. I don't like downloading on that thing and like using up space or buying like new memory cards or whatever. I like just being able to pop in a game when it's like a Nintendo game. I like having the indies downloaded on there because they're small, but like I had Monster Hunter. I can't remember which one. I guess the Japanese uh, version that was Generations installed on there and it took up like most of the disk drive I had. So. For a while. Do you not have a, like a card in there? Like I do, but card? that's full of like other indie stuff and other games. Oh, okay. Is it a small card? Because I, I have hundred I something. bought a card at launch and it's that's crazy that yours is filled up that much because I have a ton of Switch games mm-hmm. and I I try to do almost all digital because I like I don't want to carry around portable mm-hmm. stuff. Um and I have so much space on that thing. And I worry a little bit about like losing the switch and losing all the games that are on it. But at least if it's on the cloud associated with my thing, I could probably like call Nintendo at least. Yeah. And they have cloud saves now. So at least you'll have your saves. Yeah. I don't know. I'm at this weird spot where I much prefer downloading stuff, the digital thing, but I like the backup feeling when I buy a physical thing of just knowing it'll be there. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. I'll always back up physical. Um, I just feel like it's... You're right. Digital's got perks to it. They both got perks and issues with each. Yeah, for sure. Honestly. So I think at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter which side you kind of go with. Like, yeah. Don't ever feel bad if you decide to go digital. But yeah, I think at this point, like we haven't gotten to a point where it's a consumer issue yet. If you can't access a digital game anymore, like I think the Wii eShop is like the only place so far that's an issue at yeah right i guess that's kind of like the big reason for me is there is that worry of will i not have access to my games but it is so rare of that thing having ever happened that it's like there's a way better chance i might scratch my disc yeah yeah like i mean i don't think i i don't think personally i've ever scratched a disc but i know people do right i worked at eb games and i'm sure Way more people lose games, physical games, than people lose access to the license somehow. Like, it, it rarely ever happens. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then, uh, do you want to read the second part? All right, the second part says, With the recent moves by Microsoft, such as a discless console and making Xbox Live and Game Pass available to other platforms... How would you feel if Microsoft got out of the business of making consoles and stuck to making a marketplace for other platforms with exclusives? 
like Steam or the Epic Store, but not just limited to PC, and instead it also being on the Switch and the next PlayStation if all goes well with the deal. I mean, it's a PC gamer, I'm for it. I'm good. <laughs> they can do that to me. I mean, they okay. already announced today that uh, Game Pass was coming... Uh, yeah, sorry, Game Pass... Or no, Microsoft exclusives are coming to Steam now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They announced that uh, it was today that, like... If you Gears Five will be on Steam and Halo Infinite will be on Steam, and Game Pass is coming to uh, to the Windows Ten Store, yeah, it's smart for Microsoft uh, to like. Be I probably there. wouldn't like it because then Sony has no competition. Sure. Uh, yeah. Which which I feel like which competition is good for the consumer. It's it's you know why they're constantly trying to one up each other and then and we win because of that. Um, I also wouldn't like it because the Xbox One X is the most powerful console, so we would lose that. Hmm. Um, and then we would get kind of just whatever Sony is good with putting out, and they wouldn't be trying to one-up or make a more powerful one or or whatever like that. Um, so if that happened, so would it just kill console gaming? Because at that point, like, why wouldn't people just buy... A, pl- a cheaper PC that's obviously better than the PS5 if they had no competition. If I had to guess, uh, as someone who is primarily console, mm-hmm. PC gaming is complicated, and I still don't really know how that graphics card ended up in that bo- my PC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the entry <clears throat> bar is lower for console gaming. Way lower on 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 the playstation like if something is not working right on my playstation it's usually like turn it off and on mm-hmm. it's not an issue of like oh we got to go into like the com- command panel and you got to do this and your glasses master race i mean or whatever that's the same um, for pc though unless you the only difference is on pc you could fix the problem yourself whereas sony you have to send it to a company now if it's really bad I guess, if, well, I, yeah, that's true. You can turn a but computer on like, and off again and reload a game to fix it. That's true, but as, like, I guess if I'm thinking, like, the console lifespan, mm-hmm. I will know I can always run the games. They will always work, whereas my PC is kind of, like, it is it is, a, it is a time bomb, and I don't know if it can run with my stuff. Like, I don't really know, and I don't know how to make it. Like, it, I, I personally, the skill is so much higher than I need for my P- the, the console. The console, I know it'll just work. There is no stress involved. Whatsoever. But if there were no consoles, you would have known that stuff anyway because you wouldn't have had an easier baseline. I mean, baseline. I'd, have, I'd have to learn it. But Right, but if you didn't it. get into console gaming ever, I'm saying, you would just know that stuff because you it's the way things would be done. You would know what to upgrade to and stuff. I guess. In, in the hypothetical world of consoles never exist, specifically with this question, I feel like it's... And and then then the way you have altered the question, it's kind of PC or console gaming stopping. Yeah, stopping. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you at would that have point, to I would it. just like, <clears throat> I would have to learn it if I wanted to keep going yeah. with it. Whereas if consoles didn't stop, it's like I can still just you know be an idiot and still have everything looking fantastic. I mean, you could just you know, with my ex. You could my, hire people to just build your PC for you too. I could, I, I, that's, but that's no concern with my Xbox. I don't need to hire anyone. I don't mm-hmm. need to do anything. I know it'll run whatever they put out. Sure, but if your Xbox didn't exist and you know the PS5 was garbage because of it, because they no longer had to compete, would you 
that be enough of an incentive for you to be like, you know what, maybe I'll take the like half an hour to actually read a website on what I should get rather than like give this company a thousand dollars for garbage. Uh, I guess with me, I might do the console still. Okay. Knowing it's not great. Okay. Just because I would, I'd always be worried. Like, is my computer running this nicely or is the PlayStation going to be running it better? Mm. And I, and I don't want to deal with having to buy parts to make sure it's running how it should on my PC. Sure. Okay. I think there's a lot of people that would agree with you for what that's worth. Yeah. And I mean, there obviously is there's, there's, that's how there's a, I mean, that's why like Apple is the biggest selling thing because people just like the fact that they can buy an iPhone and it works the way they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. John, what do you think if the Xbox went away? Uh, I I think you're right in that the console market would stagnate. But we're already getting close to kind of an event horizon where, like, consoles aren't really getting that much better. So it's kind of a tough point. At that point, it becomes more yeah. about features than the actual like, graphics. Hence why the Switch kind of carved out a nice niche. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, Nintendo always does. Yeah. That. But like, um, I don't know. I feel like the real problem I have with <coughs> Microsoft becoming like an app store suddenly is they're not good at it currently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, do you mean like a Game Pass? No, that's what they're no, no. Of, I mean, I mean more like mentions. Windows 10 store. Sure. People give Windows 10 store a lot of crap. So I feel like. Mm. If if they were better about that stuff, then I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, go for it. But sure. uh, I don't know. I think I think I'd rather have Microsoft still making consoles, even though it seems like based off how this one goes, I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of stepped out of the market. I, they said they have two new models in work, Scarlet and whatever the other one is. I'm curious to see what they're actually going to reveal next year or later this year. I bet we hear about it at E3. I think I think they'll just they'll make year. a blurb about it. Like, I don't think Microsoft's going to be the first to pull the trigger this year because that kind of shot them in the foot last year or our last console generation. So I wonder if this time that do you mean first like talking about it because Sony already did that? No, like first like revealing all of, like the features and stuff. Mm. Okay, well Sony revealed a bunch of their features. I would have said they have already pulled the mm, trigger. I didn't think of it that way, but you might be right on that. I don't know. I'm curious how this will I feel go. Like the, the the big trigger is for whatever features it is is the price. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Microsoft should leave the console game. That competition no. is needed for sure. All right, those are the questions for this week. If you want to send in questions for next week, it is perspective <coughs> at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, and John's PO Box. What's your games of the week? Uh, I guess I I don't know if I can say it, but I guess uh, Katana Zero. Okay, <laughs> sure. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give mine to Hades. I'll give mine to Plague Tale. That ending. Oof. All right. Um, and uh, yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, that was a little bit of a preview, I guess, because after this we'll be recording 
our uh, TDP Plus episode for Katana Zero. Um, so if you're a Patreon backer, get excited for that. Um, if you're at the right tier, you can watch that live. <clears throat> and we also have the results of the poll for the June game, and that is uh, John's Castlevania Anniversary Collection. So excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking and playing that uh, at the end of we June. We get to play so Castlevania soon. 3 again, John. We did it. I know. <laughs> we get know. to talk about it again. <laughs> we get to bring it back. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is which? Castlevania is the one that doesn't feel like garbage. Oh, you're gonna have a that tough is time a very this month, my dude. <laughs> that is the the loosest <laughs> definition. We'll, we'll talk more. Oh, we'll boy. talk more. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week. See See you later. Oh boy.